life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hello and Happy New Year, everyone. It is so great to be starting off this new year with you. I want to take a moment and say thank you to Lori Frederick. What an incredible testimony we had on last week. Uh, just powerful in so many ways. Um, so many of you wrote in and I appreciate it so much. But first of all, again, we just have to say, Lori, thank you. You know, your your story is an intense one. It is one of those, honestly, most of us would rather forget. You know, we want to push that into, into the, of the back of our minds and just never think of it again. So I appreciate you being willing to go to that place for the sake of us learning from it. And boy, did we ever. I mean, the... <laughs> the comment box just lit up. Just the fact that one, like I said, it's an intense story. You have endured so very much. And um, again, it's not about comparing stories, but some stories just makes you kind of stop in your tracks. And this is one of them. But um, my goodness, my goodness, most of you commented on the fact that, you know, she. As she says, she's not a, a feely person. And in this case, it was what she needed to get through it. When she said, you know what? I just had to not think. I realized that I was numb. I realized I wasn't going through feelings and emotions. But in that moment, being open and and transparent and never falling apart and and You know, it's like we put a pressure on ourselves that's unrealistic, if we're quite honest. And for her to be able to say, I couldn't think. I I made a decision, actually, to just shut my mind off. Because if I were to think, it would take me down a rabbit hole that I wouldn't be able to get out of. And sometimes, honestly, guys, I think it's important to do so. You know, it is a protection. It's it's a defense mechanism that I believe it's a switch that God has given us uh, to protect ourselves. You know, she had, the wound was so great, the pain so deep, that all she could do was allow God to carry her. Not try to figure it out. Not try to make sense of it. And I think at times... When we're in the moment, which is probably the worst time to try to figure it out, we start digging or other people start digging, trying to unearth the whys, the how comes. And honestly, sometimes it is just a matter of surviving. You know, if someone has a heart attack, When the doctors are trying to resuscitate that person, the main focus at the time is let me get this person heart beating again. Let me get them breathing again. Not let's figure out why you're at this stage. Now that comes down the line. 
it's important to keep us from going there again. But I, I think as Christians, we can be so unrealistic. And in those moments, we make matters worse, whether it's for ourselves or for someone else. You know, and I know she said in, in passing that, you know, there were people who were like, you're not crying enough. I, 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 I hope we have moved away from that. Um, kind of telling people what they should be feeling, how they should be responding. For one, we're different people. Our makeup is different. We may not experience things in the same way, respond to things in the same way. And my way isn't necessarily the way. It's okay if this person needs to go through this stone-faced just to survive it. And then someone else may go through it completely emotional and devastated. Like she said, that's not the makeup of who she is, just normally. So why would that become who she is in the midst of all of this? It was just a learning opportunity. It was one of those things where, for me personally, it just jumped out as I lead people, oversee people, to really check myself and make sure that I'm not placing people in boxes. Even in our attempt to help people, we can put them in boxes as far as this is how you should be. This is how you should react. This is what you should say. This is what you should wear. Now, it's not that extreme. We obviously, hopefully, don't go there. But to really look at where do I place people in boxes based on how I think they should be. You know, I cannot, I don't have anything as, as, as vivid in my own mind in which I had to just numb myself in order to survive it. But it did make me think back to when I, I became mute. I simply had no voice. I shut down. It really is the same thing. I became so fearful that the sound of my own voice was terrifying. So all I could do to survive the trauma of what I was dealing with was to shut everything down. Was it the best thing? Probably not. But it was the best thing for that young girl, myself, at the age of nine, trying to deal with something horrific that had taken place. So here I look at Lori at the age of 28, trying to deal with something horrific that has taken place. And she did what she had to do in order to survive it. I I think probably the most beautiful thing as I was sharing and talking with her and as well as the fact that many of you commented on it was the power of perspective. Her perspective, as you listen to her share about it, it's a perspective I don't think most of us would have had at the time. I could be wrong, but I was listening to her perspective and to see it as 
Yes, this horrible thing happened. But because this happened, all of these positive things has happened. That's that's a maturity, honestly, that I think most of us never, ever get to. You know, we want the maturity of it. We want the positive things that came out of it. But we want it without the devastation of what got us there. And it's hard for us to to put the two together. You know, you either hate one situation and love the other. But it's hard for us many, many times to love them both. Because without one, there would not have been the other. And how she managed to get there is beyond me in the sense of, I'm sure there was no calculated plan. If I do A, and it's going to take me to B, and it's going to take me to C. Sometimes we try to study ourselves, you know, out of, we intellectualize ourselves out of things. And in this case, I think it honestly was exactly what she said. I just let God carry me. When you just let God carry you, sometimes you don't have an explanation. You don't have anything that you can share with someone, any rhyme or reason that makes it all make sense that someone else will understand. Because when God is carrying you, all you feel, all you know, is the security that you are wrapped up in the arms of your father. And I don't know how he's going to deal with it, but I trust he will. I don't know how he's going to make good come out of this, but I believe that he will. And sometimes, really all the time, that's where we need to lie. It should not take someone taking the lives of someone we love dearly in order for us to get to a point in which we 100% throw our arms up and surrender to God because there's simply nothing we can do. She said, I just had to let go. And I wonder how many of us are fighting to hold on to some things in which we have no control over. We know that intellectually, but yet, We are such fighters. We're fighting. And maybe our answer is to simply let go. Stop fighting it and just let go. I love it when she said, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. She said, and I learned that through having to go through the the murder of my parents. You just never know what's going to happen. So all I know from there is it's all up to God. (laughs) It was so solid and so concrete. And isn't it true of everything? It is all up to God. None of us know if we're going to wake up in the morning. We We don't know because it's all up to God. None of us know how our lives are going to turn out. No matter how much we plan it. I'm a planner. I will plan things out until there's nothing else to plan. Knowing, however, 
All God has to do is blow breath on it and my plans are shattered. It's all up to God. I think my greatest lesson, honestly, out of this testimony was that it was an intense story with a very simple answer. Most of what we go through, guys, it can be intense or it can just feel intense to us. It may not be intense to someone else, but what this young lady had to deal with at age 28 was intense. Any of us would have fallen apart having to deal with it. So you have this very intense story, this intense situation, but her answer was quite simple. I'm going to let God carry me. I'm going to not think, not try to figure it out, not try to ask the, the questions why. Now is not the time for trying to dig up answers. I'm simply going to rest in the arms of God. That is as simple as it can possibly get. But sometimes I think we're always looking for something more complex. My situation is so intense. God, you must be doing something intense to match it. When in actuality, he's matching it by simply swooping us up in his arms and carrying us. God's point of view. She managed to find God's point of view or latch on to God's point of view. Many of us, many of you, wrote in asking about, well, what is God's point of view? I don't think it's something for us to know as in intellectually let me study, comb through the Bible and find God's point of view. I think it's something for us to experience. As I'm going through whatever I'm going through, God, what is your point of view? I see my point of reference and my point of reference really doesn't lead to anything good because I'm not at peace. So my point of view can't be the goal. What is your point of view? And God leads us to a place of understanding that we can never understand on our own. I loved it. She said, it's not... She said, I reached a point, it just had to be, I put God first or nothing. (laughs) You know, we talk about, as Christians, putting God first. Seek first the kingdom. We always talk about God is my number one. But it's in moments like this you come to realize, is he or is he not? And that is the beauty of her solid perspective that God's view would lead to something good. She chose, and she used that word a few times, she chose to put God first 
or nothing. Sometimes maybe it's best for us not to be <laughs> so emotional and feely, <laughs> you know, and I've known Lori uh, quite a while, you know, and we've always, you know, she's right. People are like, you're not feeling anything. You're not crying enough. Why don't you do? But in moments like this, sometimes it's those people who are not super emotional that can guide us to the place we're trying to get to because she was not wavering, floundering in emotion. Instead, she just rested upon what she knew. And that is, as with Joseph, you intended to harm me, but God intended this for good. I hope that we can rest solidly on the word of God in our difficult times. Like I mentioned to her, we are in a fallen world. We're going to experience difficult times or someone near and dear to us will experience difficult times. Our faith needs to be so real that in those moments, it can carry us. What good is your faith if you can't rest upon it when you can no longer stand on your own? God, God's point of view is always the perfect point of view. And then lastly, I loved, and I, I know I said it, and I really am going to use it all the time. I loved the beta fish analogy. <laughs> she said, you know what? We don't know anything. It's like trying to explain the world to a beta fish. They don't know anything. But meanwhile, we swim around. We go around acting, speaking, prancing around as though we do know. And I loved it when she said, my brain simply isn't big enough. (laughs) Quite honestly, guys, it is just simply a vision of humility. That's what this testimony has been. A vision of humility. Like I said, I've known Lori a long time. She's a bright girl, very smart. And for her to say, my brain isn't big enough. That's huge. Because you're not resting on your degrees, your place in life, your bank account, your titles, or anything else to prop you up. What you're saying in those moments is, God, everything that I am, no matter how great it is to the world, it is nothing in comparison to you. All of those things is just us trying to take a shortcut to the peace, the happiness that she referred to. We prop ourselves up thinking those things are going to bring us peace. And instead it brings us temporary happiness until you know what it is to honestly rest in God's arms. You'll never know what it is to truly walk in peace. My prayer for all of us is that this is the year 
that we latch on to God's point of view, that we strive to find God's point of view in whatever it is that we go through. Because until we see it as he sees it, we will always be seeing things unclearly. God, we want to see what you see. We want to be what you want us to be. But we know in order for that to happen, we have to hand ourselves over to you. I pray 2023 is the year that we all hand ourselves over to God and it will take doing so every day. It is not a one and done, even though that would be sweet, wouldn't it? (laughs) But it's every day as we encounter something new, we have to ask God, what's your point of view? Guys, I love you. I thank you so much for always joining me. Until next time, let's be on the lookout for the hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.